Hey everyone, welcome to another FIRE episode of the Personal Growth Project. I can already tell that this episode is about to be absolutely incredible because I would say I am more in my element today than I have been probably any other day in my life. I don't know what it is today, but today has been just such an incredible day for me. I've literally never been more productive or happy or more fulfilled and satisfied with my life. So I just feel like I have really good perspective to share right now, and that'll definitely shine through in this episode. So this episode is for the week of April 1st, which is funny, I know, April Fool's Day, but it's going to be about challenging days. You know, the days when you're either having personal issues that make it hard for you to function or days when you're very stressed by things like lots of homework or stuff going on at home, whatever it may be. I'm going to talk about why these days are so important and a little trick that I use to make the most of these days and actually make them better days than normal days for me. Because as I've said in previous episodes, I have the ability to turn a day that most people would think of as an absolutely awful day into an incredible day. I may just be delusional, but my tricks actually help me genuinely enjoy every day, even if the circumstances I'm in that day are rough. So I'm going to go into the trick that I used to do this, and it's going to be very helpful, so I'd stick around. So none of us are a stranger to the fact that life will often give us days that are incredibly hard, whether they be days with a lot of homework, days where your social life is falling apart, or days when you have personal issues that make it hard for you to function. Like, I'm talking the days where you sleep in in the morning, You get to school and your teachers assign you so much homework that you almost have a panic attack in class thinking about how you're going to get it all done after school with all your extracurriculars and sports, whatever you have going on. And at the same time, all your friends are ganging up on you and your teachers seem to hate you. You know, just a day where everything seems like it's falling apart. A lot of people will just look at that kind of day and just chalk it up to being a bad day. No more thought than that. Just, it's a bad day. We're going to suffer through this. Hope that things are better tomorrow. But as you could probably tell by my past podcast episodes, well, I'm kind of the good kind of selfish because I don't want myself to suffer. And you know what? I will go to great lengths to avoid my suffering. Now, That being said, some suffering, like obviously working out or doing hard work, is good for you. But unnecessary suffering, suffering that doesn't really make me grow into a better person, I don't need that. So instead of looking at the day from a perspective of having to stress, worry, and dread about what I'm going to go through that day, I change my mindset. I don't look at as a regular but just slightly more awful day, 
I look at it as a test day. And that gets me absolutely hyped. Instead of having the mentality of, oh, I'm just going to suffer through this day. I can't wait to go to sleep and hopefully tomorrow will be better. I have the mentality of, oh yeah, that's what you're going to throw at me? Well, watch me crush the day despite the challenging circumstances in my way. And, you know, you'd be surprised with how much that can rev you up. Because looking at a day as a bad day just puts you in a victim mentality where you're literally telling yourself all day, well, this is a bad day, so I should be suffering at every moment. By telling yourself that, you will literally prevent yourself from feeling happy that day. Because you're... you're operating under the notion that it's supposed to be an awful day the whole day through and you're not supposed to have any fun. So that's what'll happen. But by looking at it as a test day, you can make it not miserable for yourself. And in fact, you can make it like an exciting little challenge day instead of something that you have to dread. So the moment that I recognize a day as a test day, the moment that I start stressing out in class, like, oh my God, how am I going to handle this day? I go full throttle. I go 110%. Literally the moment I recognize it's a test day, I'm going. Like my engine is running. I just get stuff done. I get in the mood to just crank workout. And you know what? It's literally just because I've recognized the day as a test day. Just that is enough to put me in a mindset and somehow give me energy that I didn't even know that I had that I will use to get through an insane amount of work that day. And often I go into a test day thinking, well, at the end of this test day, you know, the main challenge of this day is just going to be getting done everything that I have to get done today, like, you know, all the homework that's due tomorrow and other responsibilities. But actually, the test day mentality will put you in such a state of focus and just absolute grinding that almost every single time I designate a day as a test day, I get twice as much done as I thought that I needed to get done. Like, I will exceed the bare minimum of what I need to get done. Like, you know, the homework that's due tomorrow. And I will end up working on homework for days in advance, literally. Test days are just that powerful for me in terms of productivity. It's just being in that mindset of having a bad start to your day and then deciding, you know what? No, I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to prove to myself and literally everyone else around me that even if I have bad circumstances, I will absolutely crush the day. And you know, test days are more than just days where you have homework or social issues. It could even just be days where you're having temptations that you normally wouldn't have. Like, let's say you're doing what I'm doing right now and you're on 75 hard. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a program that's supposed to build mental discipline. And as part of the program for 75 days straight, you do two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outside. You drink a gallon of water. You take a progress picture, read 10 pages of nonfiction. Um... Let me think. Oh, yeah, you follow a diet and you cannot have any cheat days. Yeah, I think that's it. But anyways, 
When you're on 75 hard, you will discover that all of a sudden, your mind wants to sabotage you. It really does. I cannot count the number of times that my mind has tried to get me to eat something out of the guidelines that I've set for myself for these 75 days. My guidelines, I mean, obviously I'm not going to go insane and go on a super restrictive diet. So the guideline I set for myself was if I have a feeling of guilt eating it, if it's like obviously junk food or sugary food with no nutritional value, that's out of bounds for what I'm going to eat during the 75 days. So I'm not being ultra restrictive, but you know, it's like you know what's right and what's wrong to eat. And I'm just trusting myself with those decisions. And I really haven't messed up with that because I just generally have a good idea of what's good for me to eat and what's not good for me to eat. You know, I think that moderation is important when you go into something like that, which is why I didn't set ultra restrictive food rules, because that would have been lacking moderation. And often that can cause some pretty big issues when it comes to eating. But regardless, some days I will just get these crazy urges to, like, eat everything in sight. But I can't do that, can I? Because, well, if you don't finish all your requirements for a day of 75 hard, you have to start from the beginning. I've already started from the beginning once so far because I, what was, oh yeah, I didn't finish my gallon of water one day which really sucked, honestly, because I was like on day 13 when that happened. I was almost at the two-week mark, but right now, where am I? I think I'm on day three right now. So, you know, I'll get to day 13 again, but it was definitely a good reminder that mental discipline really is something that I need to take seriously because just that little issue of not finishing my gallon of water made me have to restart, which I was a little bit salty about, to say the least. But regardless, on these days when you have lots of temptations, whether it be to eat something that's off of your 75 hard diet that you've chosen, or to, let's just say self-sabotage in general, because a lot of us have issues with that. And I'd say the number one self-sabotage that all of us do is procrastination. Absolutely. I don't know a single person that does not struggle with procrastination. And it is just pure self-sabotage. There's no other way to slice it. It's very confusing why we do it, because if you ask a procrastinator if they want to stop procrastinating, they would obviously say yes. Like, we don't enjoy procrastinating, but we get these temptations to procrastinate and we give in. So let's say you're having a day and you're already getting lots of temptations to slack off and procrastinate, maybe skip your morning workout, um, postpone it till later. Look, we all know that when you postpone a workout, it's never happening. <laughs> like, I've done that too many times. And honestly, I just don't buy my excuses anymore because... I don't know a single person who postpones workouts and actually gets them done, but I digress. When you're having lots of temptations, that is also a valid reason to call it 
a test day. And I guarantee the moment you call it a test day, all of a sudden you will be repulsed by your temptations. You will be infuriated by your temptations. All of a sudden, you'll no longer be as receptive to those temptations because by calling it a test day, it's like automatically those temptations are something that you're trying to fight off. And when you fight those temptations off, you're proving to yourself that you are capable of fighting them off and that you are better than giving in to your temptations, which is incredibly powerful. Because every time we successfully deflect a temptation, you are seriously building your mental discipline because 99% of the population still cannot control their temptations. And you know what? It may work fine for most of the population, and it normally does, which is the concerning part. You can give in to all of your temptations and still be semi-successful and still be doing just fine and not like living on the side of the street and working at McDonald's. But that will cost you your big dreams and you won't reach the full potential that you could have reached when you give in to your temptations. So while you may feel like you're moving along just fine and although you eat junk food all the time and watch TV whenever you feel like it, I mean, look... You could be doing fine, but your big dreams will be much harder to reach, much harder to reach, because those things really do take time. And I've noticed that um, a big thing that drags me away from my goals and my things, you know, outside of school that I'm working on is just my phone having the temptation to use my phone, that is something that drags me so far away from my goals. Because generally, to work on my goals, like my podcast and my other side hustles, you have to specifically dedicate time to those things. You can't just wait for the time when you feel like you're in the mood to do it, because it'll never come if you're trying to be successful. I have to intentionally set off time for recording the podcast and stuff or managing my publication on Medium. But the thing that will stop me from doing those things 99% of the time is my phone. Absolutely. Like, you can just open your phone and open Instagram and then three hours down the drain like that. And you know what? Those three hours could have been used to work on your goals, and they should have been used to work on your goals. Whenever you have downtime, try to do something that brings you closer to your goals. And a lot of people will say, well, that's not fun. You need some relaxation. If your goals, if working on your goals does not feel relaxing and fulfilling to you, if it doesn't feel fun, then you've got the wrong goals and you need to reassess. That's something really big that I've learned over the past few years. Your goals should be something that you look forward to obtaining. Like, you want to get there, and you're excited to get there. Like, you should wake up excited to move closer and closer to your goals every day. But as long as you're giving into temptations, you won't be moving closer to your goals. Because unless you're very dedicated and very adamant and setting time aside for those goals that you have, they just will not happen. I'm sorry, but they just won't. I spent 
about, well, I got into self-development, I'd say, eighth grade. I would honestly say that I spent the last two years just like that. I had really big goals, but I was not intentional enough about setting time aside for those things. Hence why I didn't really grow in my goals until this year when I got super intentional with setting time aside to reach those things. Like, if something's not on my calendar or daily to-do list, it's just not getting done. So you really do have to be intentional with moving towards those things. And whatever distractions you may have, they will seriously drag you away from those goals, which is why calling it a test day as soon as you have those distractions will help you overcome those distractions. And look, the more you overcome, the stronger you'll be at resisting those in the future. You are literally building mental discipline. And every time you reject a temptation, it creates a snowball effect where when you have future temptations, you're more likely to have the power to reject those because in your mind, you're like, well, I remember that time on Friday when I got the urge to do that, but I didn't do it. You know, so your mind just kind of it sets a precedent for how you operate in the future. When you start rejecting temptations, it sets that precedent and you won't give in to temptation. But when you act like 99% of the population and you give in to every emotion and temptation you have, you set the precedent that in the future, no matter what temptation your mind or body throws at you, you will act on it. And that is incredibly harmful. I would definitely watch out for that because, as I said, it will drag you away from your goals. So now I'm going to talk about something incredibly important that test days will help you with, and that's confidence. Now, before I get into how they help with confidence, I would like to clear something up. A lot of people think of self-esteem and confidence as the same thing. Well, I hate to bring your parade down, but they're not. They are absolutely not the same thing. A lot of people are being taught nowadays, and definitely a lot of kids, that everyone should feel confident no matter what. Now look, self-esteem and confidence are very different. Not everyone should feel confident. And before you cancel me and say, well, you're just being a jerk, everyone should feel good about themselves, Feeling good about yourself and accepting yourself, realizing that you have inherent value as a person, that's not confidence. That's called self-esteem. Everyone should have high self-esteem. Everyone should have high self-esteem. Confidence, on the other hand, not everyone deserves to be confident. Confidence is being, get it, confident in your abilities think about that. Let that sink in. So not everyone can be confident. Not everyone can be confident. Why? Because a lot of people are not able to prove to themselves that they can be confident in their abilities. They may know that they have potential, and that's part of self-esteem, but whether they know that they can act on that potential or not, that's up to confidence. So a great way to build confidence is by proving to yourself that you can do hard things. It's by doing things that you normally wouldn't do, doing things that are harder than what you're used to. 
So some people may have extremely high self-esteem, but extremely low confidence. Some people may have a lot of confidence in their abilities, but little to no self-esteem. So there is a very big difference between the two. And confidence can only come from proving to yourself that you can do hard things and rise above the challenges life throws at you. And test days are the primary ways in life that you're going to build confidence. Because when you recognize hard days as test days and you crush those days to the best of your ability, despite the fact that you've already recognized that they're challenging, that's when real personal growth happens. Because anyone, and I mean anyone, can say that they're accomplished, organized, and productive, and motivated when circumstances are easy. Anyone can say that. I mean, I listened to this book by David Goggins, and he made a really good point because he said the people that say that they're going to hike Mount Everest, it's really easy to say that you can hike Mount Everest when you're sitting in the warmth and comfort of your home. It's really easy. It sounds easy. But when you're actually up there on that cold mountain, you're probably going to feel a lot more defeated and it's going to be a lot more challenging. Often it's easy to build things up in our minds so we're like, oh, that's easy. I can totally do that. But when we actually get there, a lot of the time that's not the case. And a lot of the time we'll actually just chicken out or crack under the pressure. But during test days, When your circumstances are hard and you still rise above, that's when you're putting your claims to the test and you're actually succeeding. You're actually proving to yourself that those claims that you're accomplished, organized, productive, and motivated are legitimate. That's when you're proving to yourself that you're not just a liar who's, I don't know, I guess (laughs) trying to convince themselves that they have things that they should be confident about, when really, you have nothing to bring to the table. It's important to have these test days because that's how you establish your worth as a person. I mean, everyone obviously has inherent worth just by being a human and having a story to share, but a good amount of the value that we provide to others and the worth that we have as human beings comes from how developed we are as people, because the more developed we are, the more that we can help others level up their lives. And that's something that you can bring to the table. That's something very important. No one wants a really insecure and toxic person at the dinner table, because they bring nothing to the table, except for insults towards others, toxic energy, negativity. They just have an aura of negativity. Like, I'm sure we all know one person who fits those descriptions. And look, it's fine if you feel like you're insecure and toxic. A lot of us do have insecure and toxic sides. But do you know how you can get over that? By proving to yourself that you don't need to be insecure and toxic. Because when you crush these test days, you are telling yourself, that you actually have skill. You can overcome difficult circumstances. And believe it or not, when you work hard and when you prove to yourself that you're capable of stuff like that, you're automatically, obviously, less insecure, but you're also less toxic and likely to become jealous of others. 
because when you're not putting in the work, it is very easy to get jealous of other people. And trust me, I speak from experience. I can definitely tell that there's a difference um, from my experience on Instagram on a day where I haven't put on, put not put on, put in the work and a day when I have put in the work. Like for example, let's say there's a day when I haven't worked out and I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see someone with six pack abs. I can say from experience that on those days when I haven't put in the work, I'm much more likely to be jealous and toxic over it because it's just like a defense mechanism where you're like, well, I'm sure they're not a cool person anyways, or whatever it may be, whatever toxicity may come out of you in response to seeing something that someone else has worked hard for that you don't have. That only happens when you have not put in the work. If you're putting in the work, you do not feel jealous of other people at that level. You don't feel toxic. You don't have a need to feel toxic because why would you feel toxic, jealous, or spiteful about other people's achievements when you know that you're putting in the work as well and you'll be there in no time? You see my point? So really, if you want to fix being a toxic and jealous person, you just have to put in the work because if you're not putting in the work, I mean, you really can't control it. You're just going to be jealous and angry at people for having things that you don't have. But when you put in that work, you will be surprised at the amount of mental peace it brings you because I guess comparing yourself to other people doesn't hurt as much because you're like, well, they're obviously a great person. They're absolute great. But hey, I'm getting there too. And you know what? I'm putting in the work as well. I don't need to be jealous because I am on my way there. So just by using these test days, you can really weed out a bunch of negative parts of your personality that you may not like. You can go from being an incredibly insecure person who feels like they have no worth to someone who has actual real confidence, according to the dictionary definition of confidence, not the twisted one that people sell off that is the same as self-esteem. So I'm going to go ahead and say that test days will help you eliminate something else equally toxic and awful, which is a victim mentality. <sighs> I don't even know where to begin with this. Our society has honestly really disappointed me because we have moved to a point, and I'm sure no one would be able to deny this, where victims are pretty much praised. People who have a victim mentality are praised for being brave, complaining about their lives. Now look, if you're a cancer survivor, you have a right to complain about the stuff that you've gone through. But a lot of people feel the need now to get attention from beating the victim drum. A lot of people don't put in the work, so they're not getting attention from doing positive things like growing as a person or having actual achievements, well, they're not getting attention. So you know what their last resort is to get attention? Beating the victim drum. The reason that having a victim mentality is so popular in our culture today is because a lot of people just aren't putting in the work, period. End of story. If people were putting in the work, they wouldn't feel the need to have the bad things that have happened to them be what gets them attention. Like, 
I would honestly pray to God that I never get to a point where I feel like the only thing important about me worth getting notice for is my problems. Like, that is just so embarrassing to me. I would actually just feel awful if I got to a point where, like, in my college admissions essays, I wasn't able to talk about any of the great stuff that I've done and only had to chalk up a really sad story about all the trauma that I went through as a child. Like, that's just sad to me because, you know what, we're all a lot more than the stuff that we've gone through. And you don't want that to be your defining factor because it's just not a good kind of attention, honestly. You may get momentary sympathy from beating the victim drum because being a victim is normalized and people will be nice to you. Well, either you'll get sympathy or no validation at all, which honestly makes it feel worse than if you hadn't shared. But that's a whole nother story. And when you don't get that validation, or you do get that momentary validation, you're still back to square zero, or square one. I don't know what the expression is. You still haven't progressed at all, and that attention will not last, because you're just beating the victim drum. You haven't actually done anything. Now, people who have put in the work, their attention doesn't just fade. I mean, that's why we have celebrities. Now, some celebrities are lazy and literally have done nothing to get their way to the top. Some would argue that members of the Kardashian family would fall under that bucket. But a lot of celebrities have worked their way to the top, especially, I'd say, with um, actually, believe it or not, social media influencers, YouTubers, It takes a lot of work to create a successful social media presence or YouTube channel. It is not just luck when people get famous. It is hours and hours and hours of work, attention to detail, attention to statistics. It takes a ton of work to get there. And when they do get there, when people reach like the 10 million or 100 million subscriber point, Their attention obviously isn't short-lived. They have a gigantic fan base. Their attention is not going to die out anytime soon because they've put in the work. They got there from putting in genuine work. And if you want attention, which we all do, we all need attention to survive. If you want attention that feels good and isn't just going to die away after a second, leaving you to have to beat the victim drum more and more and more, and come up with even more elaborate stories of why you're a victim, just put in the work. And that's what these test days are for. You're putting in the work, and these test days will leave you feeling really accomplished, and you won't need to have that victim mentality anymore. Having test days and going from the mentality of, this day is awful, I'm going to suffer through this and complain about this to all my friends and family and everyone within a foot of me, to, I am going to crush this day even though my circumstances are hard. I am absolutely going to make this the best day and most productive day of my life. That completely eliminates the awful victim mentality. It really does. You cannot feel like a victim when you're using the test day idea. And that's why I say that you really should try this if you often find yourself looking for bad things in life. Um, The victim mentality comes with 
being a pessimist, I think, also. Because pessimists, you know, they look at the world through negative lens. What's going wrong today? What I need to dread? What I need to be worried about? That really does tie in with the victim mentality. Because, obviously, as a victim, you're going to be like, oh, look at me, look at how I'm suffering, feel bad for me. I'm pretty sure it's like a direct result from being either a pessimist or attention-starved, but I digress. Using test days will get rid of your victim mentality, and you know what? You might actually get some long-lasting attention from it in the process. So as you move on in life, when you have hard days, don't you dare crack under the pressure and start beating the victim drum. No matter what you do, do not beat the victim drum. I cannot emphasize this enough. Not only will the attention you get be short-lived, but people will respect you less for having a victim mentality. And honestly, you'll respect yourself less. So just don't do it. Designate those days as test days, rise to the challenge, crush those days, and show yourself how much you're capable of. It'll help you build your confidence, get rid of the victim mentality, you won't feel jealous or toxic anymore, and you'll just feel so much better about yourself as a whole. So all in all, I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. I definitely think that it's one of the best ones I've ever produced. The idea came from a pretty awful Monday this week, actually. Um, In my first block class, my teacher was already assigning so much homework. I was just like honestly about to have a panic attack in the middle of class because my schedule was already pretty tight. And I was like, my God, how am I going to handle all of this homework? But I designated that day as a test day. And I got so much done that day that I don't even have to worry about homework for the rest of this week. So that is really nice and just an example of how test days can be helpful. I'd like to add that in the next few episodes of the Personal Growth Project, we will have guest speakers, which I'm just so excited about. I finally went through all the applications and emailed or texted people back. Um, I schedule times for when people are going to come on the podcast And honestly, the people that are going to speak on the podcast are just so cool. They're such incredible people, and I'm really excited for you to get to meet them through the podcast. Um, Some of them you may know, some of them you may not know. Um, There's some people who are going to speak on the show from the area that I live in, and some are from around the world, which I think is honestly just so cool that there are people from completely different countries that are tuning in for this podcast. I think that all these people have a lot of cool stuff to share. Um, They're definitely very accomplished people, and you should definitely tune in for the next few weeks' episodes to hear those guest speakers, because I promise that it may be a little bit different not having me just blab on for an hour, but it'll definitely be really helpful getting insight from new people. And if everything goes according to plan, there will be one on the next 
episode of the Personal Growth Project. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, Thank you guys so much for getting the podcast monetized. I love you guys to death for this. Honestly, it means the world to me that every single day I can sit down and do something that I love and actually have a positive impact on people while making money at the same time. Um, We're not making a lot of money right now, but I'm pretty confident that this podcast will continue to take off, and I will always remember you guys as the original supporters of the podcast. Don't worry, I will not forget about you. You know who you are. I know the people who have been supporting my podcast since day one. It's pretty obvious, and the people that like all the podcast Instagram posts and actually tune in for the podcast every week. You guys are so incredible, and thank you for supporting me in everything that I do. And I hope that you have an incredibly productive week. I hope that you feel fulfilled and happy, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Personal Growth Project.